And now, coming to you from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting throughout the multiverse, the Nine Realms, Niflheim, Svartalfheim, Olympus, Nidavellir, basically anywhere that has the internet, really, we proudly present Radio Free Asgard. And hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 212 of Radio Free Asgard. My name is Tom Harris. Welcome to the show. We're the only Thor podcast hosted by a true descendant of Odin, and we're a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can join us on Facebook. Just look for us over on Facebook, Radio Free Asgard. You will find us. You can find us on Twitter. Look for at Radio Free Asgard over there, and you will find us. Uh, you can find us pretty much everywhere with uh, Radio Free Asgard. So just do a, a search for us, and you will find us probably no matter where you go. And if there's a place where you want us to be and we're not there, let us know, and we'll, we'll try to get there. Because it's all about making the show available to our listeners because uh, we, we do like that. And the beautiful weather that we've had over the last few weeks, gosh, you know, I, I've been trying to get out and do more and more walking, you know, because I have a kind of gotten into my head here that I want to do another one of these uh, long distance hike kind of things. And so I've started actually working on that a little bit. So getting out, uh, walking some mileage, walked four miles yesterday, walked a couple miles the day before that. I was going to walk five, but I got stopped by rain. So I kind of turned around and went back. But uh, <laughs> I know, well, a long distance walk where you, you, know, you have to give up if it gets wet. No, it's not, not quite like that. But anyway, yeah, I, wasn't, I was not prepared. We'll put it that way. I was not prepared for the weather, uh, whereas normally I would be. And, uh, you know, and uh, Thor wasn't helping me out that day. So, yeah, what I got. Anyway, so uh, not too bad, though. Anyhow, so I don't have a lot to talk about, obviously, here at the top of the show. So I'm babbling on about getting wet. So uh, let's just move along to our review. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens roar. You'll behold in breathless wonder, the god of thunder, mighty Yep, as promised, we are looking at the final issue of Thor. This is Thor number eight. Cover date is June of 2015. Cover price is $3.99. Cover art is by Dowderman and Wilson. Shows girl Thor sitting in the dark. And there's this kind of lightning or smoke or something crackling up from her. And she is removing her helmet. And uh, till, you know, till the current day when I speak, this is actually the final issue of Thor. But of course, the, the series is actually restarting here once all the, uh, the Secret Wars minis. And, and we have the Thor's miniseries, which, uh, you know, the, the first three issues are out. and There's still one more to come. And then once all that happens, uh, Girl Thor will be back. And I think the regular Thor will be back as well. So that, that'll be good. I, at least I hope so. And uh, yeah, so this is it for the, for the current. And the next week, uh, we'll be moving back to something a little bit older and going back, probably back to the, uh, the beginning of the Bronze Age because it's been a while since we've been there, hasn't it? Yeah, we do like to jump around and, and hopefully, uh, you know, you like it when we do that. And 
Of course, there's so much stuff to cover. I want to cover it all, but I don't want to start 10 million things. And you know, you know how it goes. You know, you only want to have so many projects cooking at one time. That's that's kind of how I feel about it. And of course, I've got some other stuff coming up, uh, including kind of a one-off episode of something a little bit wacky. But uh, anyway, so uh, we're looking at Thor eight today. And I open up to the uh, the the, the I, I can't can't call it a splash page really. But it is the page that has the credits. Jason Aaron was the writer. Russell Dodderman is the artist. Matthew Wilson is the colorist. VCs Joe Sabino is the letterer and production person. Uh, Dodderman and Wilson were the cover artists. Mike Mayhew did the variant cover, which we don't care about. John Moisan is the assistant editor. Will Moss is the editor. Axel Alonzo, the editor-in-chief. Joe Casada is the chief creative officer. Dan Buckley is the publisher. And I forgot Will Moss, didn't I? I think I did. Uh, who was the editor. And Alan Fine is the executive producer. Thor was created by Stan Lee, Larry Lieber, and Jack Kirby. And uh, we have the, uh, what do you call it, the, the summary here of the first page. A new Thor has risen. After Thor Odinson found himself no longer worthy of wielding Mjolnir, a mysterious woman was able to lift the enchanted hammer and became the new goddess of thunder. While Odinson may have given Thor his name, he hasn't given up on discovering her true name, and Odin the Allfather hasn't either. Offended at this affront to his omnipotence, Odin sent the fearsome Asgardian weapon known as the Destroyer, piloted by his brother Cool, to put an end to this new goddess of thunder. Realizing Thor's predicament, Odin's son and Freya, the All-Mother, defied their family ties and called upon the entire roster of women Odin's son suspected to be Thor. This new army has arrived at the rocks on oil fields to help Thor defeat the Destroyer, but they also all want to know who is... The Woman Beneath the Mask. And we open up to a, a double-page spread here, and we see uh, you know, the Destroyer, and he's glowing, and looks like he's getting ready to shoot fire blasts. And we have a veritable army of superhero-type women, and they're all here, folks. we got Girl Thor, we got Real Thor, we got Freya, we've got uh, the Valkyrie, Brunhild, we've got Spider-Woman, we've got the Scarlet Witch, we've got another Valkyrie who I don't know who it is. And we've got another goddess who I believe is Eden. We've got the Black Widow. We've got Angela. And we've got Captain Marvel. And there are probably others here. And they're all attacking the Destroyer. And during all of this, we've actually got some narration here. And this is coming from Girl Thor. My mother died when I was nine. It was not an easy death. All I could do was watch as she slowly withered away. At her funeral, I swore to myself I would never again be helpless to save someone I loved. That was the moment I knew exactly what I wanted to be when I grew up. And that that last little bit is in a panel that shows Earl Thor smashing the destroyer on the head with a hammer. And he smashes him so hard that his eyes are glowing. So, yeah, I mean, so I guess what she wanted to do was hammer people on the head. We then shift scenes to Asgardia. And the throne room of Odin. And Odin is there. And Cool is there on the floor. And as he was last issue, Cool is narrating what's going on to Odin, who apparently doesn't have his cosmic voyeuroscope working or something. Anyway, so Cool is telling Odin here what's going on. Your misguided son has joined the battle, my all-father, with an army of females. They seem quite determined to stand in my way. 
But the power of the destroyer is beyond even a god's imagining. To be in control of such an engine of destruction is the most exhilarating experience of my life. If my eyes were not paralyzed, I do believe I would be crying. What should be done with these foolish she-nuts, my lord? Say it, and cool the destroyer shall make it so. Lord Odin? Brother? And we see that Odin has turned his, his head away, and I guess he is watching on his little is a little magic voyeuroscope thing as it looks like Angela and Thor uh, attacking uh, the destroyer. But the destroyer is, you know, he's a pretty tough dude. He's whapping him aside, just kind of throwing everybody aside because he's strong. And we get a couple of people. We got uh, the Scarlet Witch and the Black Widow and Carnilla. And Carnilla has gone back to her a big hat, big hair form. So it's been been a while since we've seen Carnell in the series. So I don't know what she looked like before before of all this. Well, last time I saw her, I think, I think she had like that crew cut thing, didn't she? <laughs> that was way back in the Simonson era. Anyway, and the Scarlet Witch is like, we're not even making a dent in this thing. How do we stop it? Bombs, witch, says the Black Widow. We need really big bombs. Nothing can stop the destroyer, mortals, not even Carnilla, the queen of the Norns. I came only to see if the rumors of a new Thor were true, and it would appear that they are, for a few more seconds at least. And we have uh, Sif in the mix here. She's like, I do hope that a cursed hammer is worth all this trouble, although for the life of me I don't see how it could be. And girl Thor is like, I did not ask for your aid, Lady Sif. I can handle this on my own. Is it the hammer that makes you sound like such a pig-headed fool? Or do you Thors just do that on your own? And we have uh, one of the Valkyries swooping in. I, I don't know which one this is. I know there's a couple of them here. Would you see us bested by a man made of tin? Fight like you mean it, you puny wenches. Fight like Valkyries. And Eden here is, uh, yeah, it's Eden with her axes here. Best mind your words, Hildegard. Brunhild here is a Valkyrie. Then she should know of what I speak, Eden. Fight like hell, or we will soon be there. Actually, does that even make sense? Because if they die fighting the destroyer, wouldn't that be dying in battle and they would go to Valhalla? Anyway, and we have uh, Thor and it uh, looks like Spider-Woman and Ms. Marvel are here. And Ms. Marvel and Spider-Woman are talking. What do you think? Of what? Of her, the chick with the hammer. One word, Carol. Hot. You're an idiot, Jess. I, I don't know. Is, is she... Is she a lesbian? I don't know. Anyway. And we have uh, Angela kind of swooping overhead with her big spawn-like wings here. And I, I don't even know what kind of voice she would have. This is quite the strange family I found myself in. And we have, uh, <laughs> we have uh, also in the, in the same panel, we've got, looks like Freya here. And growing stronger by the minute, my daughter. This is my fight, says Thor. There was no need to endanger these others. Fine, says the real Thor. Tell me who you are beneath that mask and I'll leave you be. Every Thor has their secrets, Prince Odinson. And if need be, I will die protecting mine. And Thor's like, no need to die on this monster's account. Not even the destroyer's metal flesh can long withstand the bite of Yarnbjorn. And he's hacking at the destroyer with his axe. And the destroyer turns around and blasts him with an energy blast, knocks him back. And uh, Freya's come up here. The only thing that dies this day is my fool husband's supposed omnipotence. The Allfather's reign of idiocy is at an end. 
So swears Freya, daughter of Vanaheim. So swears the All-Mother of Asgard. And she leaps up with her sword and she jams her sword right through the Destroyer's face. And yeah, so the Destroyer has a, a face full of sword. And we shift scenes once again on the next page uh, to uh, Odin's throne room and Cool Boris and his telling Odin what's going on, of course. In case you cannot tell, my lord, your wife has just stabbed me in the face. She knows it is I, your brother Cool, who controls the Destroyer. She knows I carry out the will of the throne itself, and still she takes up arms against me. Just imagine if our mother, Bestla, had ever dared disrespect our father, Bor, in such a manner. Your temperamental wife and her impetuous friends must be reminded that there is still an all-father in Asgard, and he will suffer no such insolence from anyone. And the uh, Destroyer is trying to blast Freya, knocks her off him, and she, she's like, <laughs> falls to the ground. And uh, Girl Thor's like, Lady Freya! And Real Thor's like, Mother! And the Destroyer has kind of grabbed her and is holding her by the neck. You dare lay hands on my mother, says Thor. For that affront, the Odinson claims thine arm! And he's trying to hack off the Destroyer's arm with his axe. And there's a bunch of, uh, you know, the energy, Destroyer energy leaking out here. And the Destroyer speaks again, obviously, in the, in the voice of Cool Borson here. Give me the hammer. And Thor, girl Thor is leaping up at him. She says, gladly, open wide. And uh, Freya is, is been kind of grabbed in his hand here, and she's starting to glow. Do you see what you have wrought, Lord Husband? Look upon thy mighty works. Behold the legacy of Odin. And obviously she knows that Odin is watching through his uh, little voyeuroscope sphere. Odin's throne room, cool, is saying, Almost, I almost have it. The hammer of Thor is in my... And Odin turns around and says, Let it go. Let it go, let it go. Let it go. Oh, no, I don't know the song. <laughs> what? Your all-father has spoken. Damn you, woman. Damn you for making me the villain. And the destroyer decides to get out of there, and he takes off like a rocket, just kind of propelling himself upward with all his energy. And Ms. Marvel's like, It's flying away. Should we be letting it fly away? And Freya's here. It would appear my husband is not without a sense of shame after all. He has called his monster home. Our fight is at an end. Aye, for now, says Thor. But father will not soon forget this. Good, for neither will I, says girl Thor. It is no small thing to make an enemy of the All-Father. You must realize, Thor, that you may never set foot on Asgardia, lest you risk imprisonment or worse. And she's talking to uh, girl Thor here. I understand, but what about you? Yes, my dear. What about me indeed? What about us all? And so we have all these women here, and they're kind of milling around in the rocks on oil field, and there's like burning derricks and stuff like that. And we and we see in the next page, we see some of the heroes like putting out the fires and at least kind of fixing up the, the things so they don't explode or anything like that. And we, we see lightning crackling across the sky with a crackoom. And uh, Girl Thor is talking to all the, uh, the heroines here. I know not how to thank you for what you did here this day. Just know that Thor shall not forget the debt she owes you all. See that she doesn't, says Carnilla, for very soon Carnilla may come to collect. Yeah, she does that. 
My debt may be repaid in the form of mead and roasted goat, with payment to commence immediately, says uh, the big the big Valkyrie, who I'm... <laughs> Goodhilda, or whatever her name is. If you're ever in New York, look me up. We'll go punch people together. It'll be great, says Spider-Woman. You want my advice, says Sif. Lose the hammer and the sidekick. And she's talking about real Thor here, and he's like, Sidekick! Both are bound to bring you naught but trouble. Perhaps trouble is what she's after, Lady Sif, says Brunhild. In which case, Brunhild of the Valkyrie says, Raise hell, goddess of thunder, and let the rest be damned. And so uh, we see Freya, she's summoning the Rainbow Bridge, and she's like, The Bifrost will now take us home to face the fate we have made for ourselves this day. But remember, my lady, that you stand for more than yourself now, and you need never again stand alone. The eyes of Asgard shall ever be upon thee, Thor, for better or worse. And we see various people going through the uh, Rainbow Bridge portal, kind of disappearing. And pretty soon they're all gone, except for the two Thors. And they're standing there chatting. <laughs> it's it's kind of all dark and gray here. And we get this uh, confrontation scene between the two of them. Just so we are clear, says Thor, I am not thy sidekick. Thank you, my prince. Thank you most of all. In my eyes, no one is more worthy than the Odin son. <laughs> Tell that to the hammer. The battle began on rocks on island. Malekith the Accursed and Dario Agar were forging some manner of dark pact. I must... No more secrets, Thor. I know who you are. You... you do? I made a list, and there is only one name left on it. Rosalind. Please, Odin son. Please, we have more important matters to... I need to know. Mjolnir called and I answered. I need to know more. I need to know why. I am not angry. I am not jealous. That is a lie. I am jealous. But I will not ask you to apologize for being worthy when I am not. All I ask is for the truth. A truth I promise to guard with my life. I cannot do this. I... You wish to know my secrets as well? I will tell them all. I will tell you the words that left me unworthy. The secret that Nicholas Fury whispered in my ear. No, I... Agent Solomon, Rosalind, please, do me this one simple honor. Just tell me the truth. I, I... And a voice comes from off panel. There she is. There's the idiot Thor I'm looking for. And a flying car comes sailing down from above, and it is Rosalind. Yes, so, obviously, Ros Solomon is not Thor. Agent Solomon, says real Thor. Oh, look, they're both here. You nearly got me killed, lady, says Roz. I did? I'd snuck on the rocks on island to spy on Dario Agar. I was just about to find out what he and Malekith have been up to. Then you showed up with your hammer and your stupid thunderstorms. The whole island was put on alert. I barely got out of there alive. I'm sorry, I did not know. Agar is mine. You want to bring him down, you work with me, not against me. You got it? I... Yes, I... I'm Roz Solomon, agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., by the way. Sorry, I don't usually yell this much. Only when people have been shooting at me. So, uh, you're the new Thor person, huh? And uh, the, the real Thor is just kind of standing there gawking at, uh, at all of this. What, big guy? Why are you gawking at me like that? I'm the one who should be gawking. This is all kinds of crazy. Agent Solomon. It would appear you two have much to discuss. I'll leave you to it. And Girl Thor starts swinging the hammer around, get, get ready to uh, take off. 
And Thor's like, no, wait, do not. And girl Thor's gone. She takes off up straight up and she's out of sight. Damn it all to hell, says Thor. Sorry, did I interrupt something? It would appear not. What's with the list? What list, says Thor, and he tears the, the list in half. Might thou give me a ride to the nearest Mead Hall, Agent Solomon? I am buying. And we shift scenes back to Asgardia here, and we have Freya, and she is pissed, and she is going to go see Odin here. And the guards are like, I'm sorry, my lady, but we cannot allow you entrance to the throne room. The Allfather hath asked for solitude this evening. Oh, believe me, he may have all the solitude he likes for this evening and many more to come. And we see inside the throne room, Odin is just sitting there on his chair, and he's all by himself, all alone. And we shift scenes once again to Jotunheim, land of the giants, where we have a bunch of frost giants. Uh, we got Malekith, and it looks like we have uh, Dario Agar. So they're there in the land of the giants, and they have the skull with them. And they're in this sort of, sort of ice castle, and the uh, bones are on the table, and it's like this big altar, I guess, and they're, they're glowing pink, and there's like this energy crackling off them. And the giants are, are impatient. They're like, is it working? It better be working, Al, for you and your human pet will never leave Jotunheim alive. And Agar's like, by the time I leave, I will own Jotunheim, you colossal halfwit. Can you fools not feel it? It took the blood of a hundred murdered light elves to cast this ice magic, and something has answered our call. A soul as big and cold as the snowstone mountains. Behold, my beloved frost giants, thy fearsome lord no longer rots in hell. King Laufey has come home at last. And everyone's... Er, Malekith's laughing. <laughs> and we see this ice castle is kind of glowing pink through all the windows. And we don't see what happens because we have returned to girl Thor, who is flying over the surface of the moon here, flying towards Asgardia, it looks like. I don't like having to sneak and hide. It makes me feel like I'm doing something wrong. But all I'm doing is what I swore I would do when I was a little girl standing over my mother's grave. And you see, uh, you know, she's got blood on her hands and she's flying closer and closer to Asgardia. And she enters one of the palaces there. And she lets the hammer go. She says, fly free, Mjolnir, but listen as always for my call. And we get a little bit of her inner monologue here. She pitches Mjolnir out the window. And they have some narration here. I hide because I won't be stopped. And they would try to stop me. If they ever learn the truth, the world needs a Thor. That's all that really matters. And as this is going on, we see that she's starting to transform uh, because she's gotten rid of the hammer, so she's starting to change back to her other form. We need a god who understands what it means to be humbled, to be mortal. A god who knows how precious life is, how delicate. A god who struggles every day to live a worthy life, who suffers so that no one else will have to. A god who loves the earth enough to die for it. And as she transforms, she falls to the ground. And we close with a full-page splash here. And the caption says, I am Dr. Jane Foster, and I will not stop being the mighty Thor, even though it's killing me. And now she's changed back, and she's in her bald, uh, cancer-ridden form. That is Thor number eight. 
uh, to be continued in the Secret Wars and, of course, in the Thor series to come. So, what you think of that? Well, of course, we will have a few words, as we always do. But first, we're going to have a trailer for another show. Hey, everybody. I'm Paul Spitaro. I don't know if you know me, but I'm a regular on Back to the Bins, along with my friends, Dr. Bill Robinson. Hello. And Mr. Scott Gardner. Hey, how's it going? Andy's been asking us for a promo for the show for the longest time, and Bill has been writing it for the longest time. Bill, you got that promo written yet? Uh... Okay, so, anyway, what we do is we review three comic books. We try to do it every week. Usually it's a Marvel, a DC, and a Captain Canuck book for Scott. So, tune in every week to Back to the Bins to listen to our show. You can find us at twotruefreaks.com. And we're back, so let's talk just a, just a few minutes about this conclusion of the Thor series. Um, I still hate the logo. <laughs> Actually, you know, there's, there's a lot to like about this issue, and there's, there's even you know, you know, a little bit of things here and there to like about the story. The, the whole weird you know, all-woman army thing didn't really seem to go anywhere. It didn't seem like most of these army women were doing much of anything. It was mainly, you know, Odin's son and girl Thor and Freya and, and everybody else was just sort of there. So I don't know that it was necessary other than for the story reason that you had to have all the people from the list there all at once. So I guess there's you know, a little bit going on there, but it's not, I don't know. It's unsatisfying in a way. Uh, artwork generally still pretty good. You know, I think Dowderman is a talented artist, like I've said, and, and, you know, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot of people to draw. So it's very cluttered and that makes it very messy. So it's obviously, as far as layout is concerned, you have to try to fit everything in. That doesn't always work. And you got a lot of these modern artists who, I don't know, they, they don't seem to have the same sense of composition that comic artists had in the past as far as composing a, a large group. So they just kind of have them all clustered together or they're so spread apart that you just see one or two of them at a time. And that's kind of what we have here. And so you have a few scenes here where you've got people clustering together for no apparent reason because they just had to fit this many people in the panel. And we get a few characters who, you know, we know they're there, but they literally don't do anything. You know, we never see them other than in the big group shots. So it is a little odd. Uh, as far as the story of it goes, well, I, I understand that, you know, this is probably an editorial edict. You got to wrap it up. You got to let us know the secret of Girl Thor. And we're going into Secret Wars and then a bunch of stuff is going to change. So we'll see what happens when the book comes back. But for now, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I feel it's kind of meh. And, and my feelings about it have not really changed over the course. We've had some good issues here. We've had some decent story points. We've had some really good art here. But by and large, the Girl Thor story arc has just kind of left me cold. There's no reason for them to be doing the stuff that they're doing. And it's not a natural progression of the character in any way. So Again, you know, like I said, I, I was not sold on the idea of Girl Thor from the very beginning, and I'm still not sold on it. Not that I think that these are horrible issues, because they're, they're not horrible. I mean, they suffer from the same malady as a lot of what 
Jason Aaron's earlier Thor work has, and that is that everything is dragged out too far. We've got too much Dario Agar. We've got too much Malekith. We had too much score of the God Butcher. It's exactly the same thing. You know, we're writing for the trade, so everything has to be in a six-issue arc. And I'm, I have to say, I'm an old fart. I'm used to comics the way they were back in the 70s and 80s. That was the peak of my comic collecting time. So when the you know the decompression is done well, it works well for me. I like it. But here I don't think it's being done particularly well. And I think that's the problem I have with this series. Not so much even that Thor is a girl, but that there's no reason for them to be doing the things that they're doing. And the story that they're telling as far as as Thor's personal arc, that is girl Thor's personal arc, is not that meaningful. I mean, if they had kind of come out with the, the with the truth of it from the very beginning, I might find it more compelling. I, I understand that the idea here was that they were going to stretch this out for, for a couple of years. And then that got cut short, of course, by the Secret Wars plan, so they kind of had to do it. Can you imagine this being drawn out the same way they're drawing out this Malekith and Dario Agar thing. I, I think that's just a horrible thought of, of this being dragged out for even longer than it's already been dragged out. I mean, this is a three-issue story, folks, not an eight-issue story. So it just seems to me that it's you know, a common, common theme here to, to the work that I've seen by Jason Aaron. And I, I believe he is back for the, uh, for the new series, and we'll see what happens. Then, of course, you know, I, I'll, like I said, I'll continue to read them. Uh, probably six months behind like I am here. But at least it'll be, uh, you know, it, it won't be so much of a of a mystery then. I mean, we know, you know, now we need to get to find out what happens next, what happens to Jane Foster next. Now, I'll, I'll be the first person to admit that Jane Foster is not my favorite character, and anybody who's been listening to this show for a long time knows that. But as far as this series goes, okay, you know, she has been portrayed a lot of different ways over the years, and some of those ways I've actually enjoyed. Some of the ways I just dislike more than others. And, and of course, back in the 60s, I just couldn't stand her because she was such an insipid, stupid character. But anyway, uh, that's about all. I don't have a whole lot more to say about Girl Thor other than the fact that it's done, and next time we'll be going on to some other direction. All right, so with that, it's time to wrap up the show. Once again, folks, thanks very much for listening. We really do appreciate it. And as always, if you want to contact us, please feel free to do so. And you know what we need? We need iTunes reviews. So if anybody is out there who wants to leave us an iTunes review, if you're listening to us there, uh, please feel free to do so. I really do appreciate the iTunes reviews. It makes the show more visible. And with that, we're back over the Rainbow Bridge, back to Midgard, and we'll see you next time here on Radio Free Asgard. You have been listening to Radio Free Asgard, a production of Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The Mighty Thor and all associated characters are mostly copyright Marvel Comics. The stories presented are done so for educational, review, and entertainment purposes only. No ownership is implied. The silly voices, however, well, they're all me. Musical selections from Eden, the Invincible Sword of the Elfsmith, are copyright Mott's Vent and are used with permission. If you like what you've heard on the show, we hope you'll leave us a review on iTunes, tell your friends, or even join our Facebook group. We really love hearing from our listeners, and we appreciate all of your support. Thanks once again very much for listening to Radio Free Asgard.